<clears throat> All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. Got a special guest on the show today, hip hop artist Tay Guapo. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you having me. Uh, no problem, man. For anybody that ain't never heard his music before, uh, we're gonna play one of his songs. Uh, this a banger right here. Uh, Last of My Love, fe- uh, Tay Guapo featuring Derez Deshaun. Sir. That song, man. That uh, that seems real spirit led, right there, man. Oh yeah, man. A little situation I was going through, man. I just, you know, and I actually the song itself was old. It was an old song I had already recorded, and then when the Dorez situation came about, um, I had tapped in with his manager, and it was just like perfect time. You know, he hit me up, and I was actually already planning on re-recording the song. And I was like, man, it's just perfect. This perfect song I can get the reds on, you know. So yeah, it was just just a little situation I was going through, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, that'd be the best music, man. When you uh have certain obstacles or uh, adversity during your life, because you can't you can't fake that, you know. It's authentic, you know. Yeah. So so uh, first off, man, tell the people uh, where you from and how old are you. Man, I'm Tay Guapo. I'm from really from Memphis, Tennessee, but I uh live in Chattanooga. 24 years old, just turned 24. Uh, so are you currently in Memphis right now? Uh, no, I'm, I'm currently in Chattanooga. Okay, okay. So uh, for anybody uh that ain't never been to Memphis, man, do you have you stayed in Memphis uh, your whole life? Um, uh, part of it, like I I grew up kind of like in like my childhood until I started going like maybe middle school. So. Okay. Yeah. So would you uh, would you say uh Memphis, man? (laughs) Hey, (laughs) Hey, it's 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 a lot going on out there, man. It's treacherous, man, for real. I ain't gonna lie to you. (laughs) So um, so tell me was uh how it was growing up there, you know, uh because you kind of got like 
two split of your childhood, half in Memphis and half in Chattanooga, right? So, so, so just kind of tell me how it was for anybody that ain't never been in Memphis or Chattanooga, uh, you know, just tell how I was growing up, everyday black kid, you know, struggles you had to go through. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, normal, like, you know, of course, you know, everybody go through, you know, financial things and stuff like that. But, you know, one thing I can say, like my family, you know, they kept, they kept us out of the, you know, the wrong type of environment. I was real young. I probably moved out of, we moved out of Memphis probably when I was like seven, eight years old. So I ain't really get the experience that, you know, that, you know, just actually like growing up and, you know, try, like being in, in no type of street activity, you know, nothing like that. So it was pretty much, you know, kind of sheltered, but, you know, it's still, you know, it's still Memphis. So, you know, we had a lot going on. I mean, I can remember when I was young being in Chuck E. Cheese and they called a bum threat while we in Chuck E. Cheese. So, yeah, you know, stuff like that, man. I didn't been through a lot, man. I didn't. I remember um one time my grandmama, she had she she was in the apartment complex and she left the car to go do something, man. They took they took the car with me in it. I was probably I was young, but I still remember that. Hey, yeah, they took the car with me in it. You know, way for that. You know, they weren't going, so they end up they end up dropping me back off, and she got the car back and everything. So. Hey, that's crazy. So, uh, did you grow up in a two parent household? Do you have any siblings? Uh, yeah, I got a brother. Uh, I grew up up until I was probably like thirteen. It was just my mom; she raised me and my brother, and then she ended up getting married. So, my stepdad, you know, he was a part of my like teenage life. Okay. So, uh, but you and your you and your uh brother was around each other uh all your childhood. Yeah, that's my, my brother. That's my that's my that's my best friend, man. He's nineteen years old. That's, it's my dog for real. Okay. So uh what type of activities you was into as a kid? Did you play any sports, anything like that? Oh yeah, uh when I got the I played football in middle school a little bit, but that was right before we moved to Chattanooga. I ended up I played football in high school. I was pretty decent too. You know, I had a uh I actually had a scholarship for a D two school in Virginia, uh University of Lynchburg, Virginia. I signed a scholarship, but things went, you know. So a different type of way, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh Last Chance You, the oh, uh, yeah, show on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, I, I went to um I went to EMCC, and I actually was planning on playing football, but I I met some people and got actually got real serious about this music. Oh dang! That's so I didn't even I end up not even trying up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that coach man be cracking me up. That uh that one coach they had that white coach they be talking crazy to the player. Yeah. What's crazy though, he actually, he real cool in person though. Like I actually, you know, he seen me before. You know, hey, how you doing? You know, he, you know, it was respect. Like he actually a cool dude in person. I think you know a lot of that. You know, they do a lot of editing for the show, but he was on them though. Don't get me wrong, he was on them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, as far as the uh, music business, uh, are you the first person in your family to take that route, or did you have somebody in your circle or your family that was involved in the music business? I had a couple cousins that, you know, was doing music, but when I grew up, but they, I don't think they, you know, took it to the level, I'm, you know, trying to take it to. But, you know, every, you know, I do got some talent in the family. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, what what would you say led you to doing music? Um, Honestly, man. Okay, so when I was in middle school, T-Pain dropped this little, this microphone that he had with the auto-tone. I always been fascinated with the auto tone. Okay, so my mama, she she couldn't give me the mic, but I, I had a laptop. 
and I had this game called Def Jam Rap Star that came with a little USB mic. So I'm on YouTube researching how to download AutoTune. You know, I just wanted to play around with it. And I ended up downloading this program called Mixcraft, and I started recording songs. I never knew. I didn't know I had a talent for it until I just actually sat down and just, like, I realized, like, I was making songs. Like, my first song I probably ever made was when the Pittsburgh Steelers was playing uh, playing um, uh, Green Bay when they went to the Super Bowl. I made a song. Uh, I did I did the Black and Yellow remix. Okay. So I was I started playing around with that, and then throughout high school and stuff, you know, I started making little songs, and I actually got serious. Like you know, people was actually messing with my music. So, no, that's what's up. Uh, so, uh, who were some of your favorite people growing up? Let you like listening to like who was some of your favorite artists? Um, growing up, Lil Wayne, number one. Um, if you want to just go different genres, I say Lil Wayne, Michael Jackson, um, Usher. Chris Brown, like them type of, you know, I always, I always been a fan of R&B. Okay. Then as, as I got older, you know, to the, when I found like the Reds, Kevin Gates, you know, like them type of autumn pain artists, cause that's the type of lane I'm kind of in, you know, as far as, as far as music. Okay. Uh, where did you get your rap name from? Um, okay. I had a childish little rap name at first. <clears throat> I, I used to go by my last name, Greer. I used to go by Greer Kid. And, you know, I just, it was time for a change. So I just started calling, I don't know, I just started kind of calling myself, everybody started calling me Guap, take Guapo. But a lot of people think that Guap, you know, automatically stand for money or something like that. Guapo is actually an acronym for good under any pressure occurred. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> I ain't even think about it like that. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, take me back to the first time you went to a recording studio, man. Uh, was it kind of easy for you uh, to catch on, or was it kind of rough at first for you to, you know, get in the rhythm when you first started recording? Oh, it was uh, it was real easy. Uh, matter of fact, I recorded myself up until 2020. 2020, when the pandemic hit, that was my first time actually going to a real studio. And it was like, it was crazy, man, because like, you know, you all I already knew I had it, but that just me that session gave me confirmation. Like it ain't nothing like to this day, it ain't nothing like that first session I had. I had my whole team in there with me. It was just, you know, the vibe was genuine, came in there and delivered, you know. So yeah, that was a that was a good experience. But it was pretty, you know, it was just real, it was it was just like riding a bike, you know, it was just got on it. And that's what's up. So uh, as far as your recording process, are you more of a writer or a freestyler or a mixer or both? Um, I say a mixture of both. I used to write a lot. Like I used to sit and just write songs. But here lately, it's like I go off the vibe, you know, just how I'm feeling. You know, I might because all my music is every every song that I got is about something that I actually been through. You know, I, I make real, you know, real life music. So I just hear a beat and I just, you know, kind of put something together, you know, and try to try to make it make sense. Okay. So uh, at what point, you know, would you say that you really had the confidence, you build the confidence up to know that you really could uh, pursue music seriously? I would say 2018, I dropped my, it was my third project when I was in school. I made, I was making projects back to back when I was in college. So 2018, uh, I made a project called Different Route. And, you know, I just, it's just everything was at a perfect time. I dropped it on homecoming day. 
So the school was already, you know, hype about homecoming. It was parties going on. So I promoted it. I'm talking about hand-to-hand promotion. I'm passing out flyers, everything. And then when I dropped it, people seeing people ride around campus just bumping my music. Like, everybody, I come out the room, hey, they're going to take WAPO. You know, like, you know, it was really, I felt that, you know, felt that love. So I was like, yeah, it's it right here. <laughs> Absolutely. So as far as your situation right now, are you independent? Yeah, I'm um I'm actually I got my own label called Boston Revision Entertainment. So I'm actually looking for some type of right now I'm distributing through like distro kids. So I'm doing everything myself. So um I'm kind of like I probably if if I was to go towards like a deal, it'll probably be like some more of a distribution type of deal. Okay. But what well, would you sign to a major if it made sense, or would you still stay that route that you was just saying? Oh, I most definitely signed to a major. It's just certain. I I ain't gonna lie. I want to sign the guy. I, I, I want to sign the guy for sure. Oh yeah, that CMG. He got an all star roster over there, man. I was telling yeah. somebody. I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, man, yo, Gotti. He's like the cash money of the twenty twenties. Like he yeah. got. Like I feel like. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I would say either between ESTG or Money Bag Yo would probably be his little Wayne. Yeah. And then, like, everybody else, just they all thing, BG, Juvenile, you know what I'm saying? You got your – but the only thing that he does got that Birdman didn't have, he got a popping female. Yeah, yeah. Birdman didn't have that. So yeah, yeah. You got yeah, gorilla, and I, like, I respect gorilla, gorilla can rap. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And like she, when I when I first heard the FNF, and then I heard uh, I think it was tomorrow. I'm like, man, gorilla, the first female that I can say I ride and bump her in the car myself. Like you know, a lot of females, you know, you can't you can't you can't just do that. But gorilla, I bump gorilla. Yeah, she could she could really spit, and she don't be just on the. Derogatory tip when it comes, yeah. to you know what I'm saying. She so. actually talking about something like you know she got she got bars for real. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how often do you uh record? Uh, record? How often do you go to the studio? Um, here lately, I've been in the studio every weekend. Like every weekend, um, I say about two times, at least, or at least two times a week. Okay. You know, but I, I I do go a little spell. Sometimes I go to these little spells because I got so much music that I haven't put out. So I might go a month without making a song or you know something like that just because I got so much. But when I get back in that mode, you know I, I you know it, it always got to be genuine. I can't just go in there and force something, you know. No, oh, that's what's up. So take me back to the time when you dropped your first ever project when people was able to hear your music for the first time. Just describe how the city was embracing you around that time when people heard your music for the first time. Um, 2017, I dropped a project called Peace and Pain. Um, I got a lot of embrace from people I went to school with. I ain't gonna say like really the city because it's uh, the city kind of different, you know, as far as our music scene here in Chattanooga. We got a lot of talent, but, you know, we got also got, you know, they support popularity over talent. So but when I first dropped my first my first project that I dropped, I had a lot of support from basically people I knew. So they made it grow into something else. Okay. Uh, have, you, have you done any shows yet? Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I did a couple shows in Atlanta. I've... Uh, 
I just I opened up for Big Boogie and um when was that July this year? June or July. It was one of these months. And I just did a show, um, like a little, it was a BET Awards after party in Atlanta. I just did that back in, I wanna say August or whenever that was all that was going on. Okay. So yeah, I I done performed a few times. Okay. So I know you was talking about the music scene in Chattanooga. So uh, describe the music scene in Memphis. Uh, do you still go back to Memphis? Uh, not really. I'm not really tapped in with Memphis like that, you know. Okay. So uh, kind of describe the music scene in Chattanooga for anybody that don't know about it. And uh, and uh, any other artists that you know in the city, do like a lot of other artists collab with each other or do everybody just mind their business? Um. I say if they know each other, they will. You know, I, I didn't actually, I didn't work with a few artists, a few artists in the city that had, you know, had they run and, you know, had a good amount of buzz. But um, as far as the music scene go, like I said, it's more Chattanooga so divided. And that's one thing I wish we can do. If we all could come together, because, man, there's so much talent in the city. We all can just come together and, like, you know, support each other instead of everybody trying to be in their own little lane we would have been, you know, popped off like Memphis or Atlanta or something like that. It's just so much hate in the city that it's kind of hard for us to even, you know, unite. But I got I got a circle of people that I make music with that's, you know, that's really, really on it for real. Okay. Uh, so um, have you kept up with the history of uh, music in Chattanooga? Because I was sitting up here trying to think, and I was like, man, I can't think of no – real big time artists that came out of Chattanooga? Not really. We had a lot of people that really could have been some, but man, it's, you know, stuff happened, man. You know, the streets get the people, you know, people die and stuff like that. But uh, we got a couple artists here lately that, then, you know, actually made some big moves. Like, uh, we got uh, this girl uh, that just signed. She, uh, I think she changed her name. I know she went by Hood Brat. I think she go by Big Brat now. But she hard, yeah. I didn't heard a couple of her songs. She hard. She just signed to Twenty One Savage, and then we got uh, oh dang, yeah. We I got Slat Zai. I don't know if you heard of him, but he he make he got you know he got he got some hard music too. Okay, so yeah, y'all on the come up, man. Hopefully, uh, with you and uh old girl that uh just signed to Twenty One, man, y'all can make a mark in Chattanooga because you know all these other cities, historical cities like Memphis, Atlanta. Houston, Dallas, you know, West Coast, New York, you know, they already know Detroit, you know, all they already known for birthing MCs and, you know, hip hop artists and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, it's good that, you know, other cities, smaller cities are starting to get other people popping out on the scene too. Oh, yeah. And I got one artist, my home, but we actually went to school together. Man, hey, when I tell y'all, <laughs> they ain't ready for him yet. Mm-hmm. He hard, man. He, he go by Fat Mob. He got he got, he got some songs out. So, you know, if you're watching this, you know, stream Fat Mob on all platforms. We got we actually got a project coming out too. Okay. So, uh, as far as uh, your um, career so far, besides the Reds and Shine, who's some other artists that you work with so far? And also, um, any other artists uh, that you haven't worked with, who would you want to work with in the future? Um, Besides the Riz, I haven't worked with any, like, you know, mainstream artists, but 
I didn't work with a couple, like I said, uh, Fat Mob. Um, we love Gunno. He got a you know a little following in Mississippi. Um, I got a homeboy named Lidro, uh, Royalty Major. If I'm missing anybody, you know, I don't want nobody, you know, get you know feel no type of way. I'm just naming people off the top of my head. But um, as far as mainstream, you know, the rest, the only one I didn't work with. As far as the ones I do want to work with, I want to do a song with any type of pain artist, Murray. Um, I want to do a song with him, Ride Wave, of course. Kevin Gates, that's like, you know, my next, like, dream feature, you know. You know, the Reds is on that list, you know, and, I, you know, it was crazy that, you know, when I crossed that off, that was, yeah, that was a big moment for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, when I interviewed the Reds and Sean, man, uh, first thing I told him, man, uh, I was like, you know, me uh, coming from military, you know, deployments to Afghanistan and stuff, I told him, I was like, man, a lot of his music got me through some dark times, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all, man. I'm talking about one point in time, the real is all I was listening to, so, and it's crazy, because, like, even my roommate from college, like, he knew, when he found out I, I had the feature, he called me, he was just like, man, I can't, like, like, man, I'm, I'm, I got chills right now, because, like, I remember you sitting in the room recording and we were saying like one day, like you should work with the Reds and you was telling me how you wanted to work with him and it just happened, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy how God worked, man. You never know. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, as far as uh, in your spare time, man, uh, explain, uh, I know you, I had just seen what you posted on your Instagram by one of your, uh, Song is having over two hundred thousand streams, man. The congratulations! So you you probably got a, a lot more fans than than you think you got. So you know, uh, for anybody that follow you, you know, uh, just tell people what you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music. Man, honestly, I'm I'm very like, I guess you could say I got an old soul because you know I don't do I guess normal stuff that people my age do, man. I, I, I like doing stuff like calling out all my homeboys and family and stuff like, man, let's get together, let's cook some, let's throw some on the grill and let's go play some basketball, let's sit around, listen to music, you know, stuff like that. I'm, I'm very laid back. I don't like to really do the club scene and, you know, be all out of the mix like that. Okay, yeah, I feel that. You know, kickback type vibe. Yeah. So what would you say is your most successful project so far? Um... Actually, the one I just released um, in September, Soul Healer, mm-hmm. it um it did pretty. It's doing pretty good right now. I'm actually about to drop Soul Healer Deluxe. I'm about to put 13 more songs on there that I didn't drop the first time. So I know they've been waiting. It's a lot of songs that they actually been waiting on. The first one was more like a teaser because a lot of the songs on the first one I had already put out, like made videos to. I just put it into a project. So I just wanted to see how people, you know. Because it was this was my first time dropping since 2019, my first time dropping the project since 2019. So I wanted to see like how much my fan base and grew, and you know basically do some analytics, and um it most definitely it most definitely have grew. Oh, that's what's up, man. So as far as your music career, man, what's your short and long term goals? What you want to accomplish? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, for right now. After I drop this deluxe, um, I'm actually working on a lot of collabs right now. Like I said, I'm um, doing. I'm about to do an EP with Fat Mob. I'm about to do another EP with We Love Gunno, and I got a lot of features coming for 2023. So as far as um my goals, I'm just trying to really keep putting myself out there. Just keep this um 
just go as far as I can go independently. See, because I so we'll see how far I can go independently without signing. No, that's what's up. I can feel that. So, um, as far as um upcoming things, um, besides the deluxe and the features that you just said, do you got anything else coming up for the uh? the remainder of this year or 2023 that you haven't uh, talked about? Um, not, no, not, not that I haven't talked about. Like I said, everything else is going to be more like on the uh, collabs that I said. We got some, uh, ho- we got some video, uh, v- some videos coming pretty soon too. A whole bunch of videos. Um, I'm actually kind of switching my lane a little bit because a lot of people, you know, they gravitate more towards like the singing and the pain, melodic music, but I actually, you know, I, I, I got bars too, you know, I actually can rap. So, this new stuff that I'm dropping is more of me rapping. So I just, I really want to see how they're going to react to that. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, so uh, how do you want people to perceive you? Um, I want people to perceive me as a boss. And I know that's a broad statement because a lot of people call themselves a boss, but a lot of people don't know what it takes to be a boss and everybody not built to be a boss. Like I'm the type of person, you know, I, if I got an opportunity, I'm not just going to look out for myself. You know, I want to bring in the people around me. I want people to see me as that person who basically, you know, put everybody else on too while I'm actually trying to make, you know, establish myself. That's actually what my uh, label, Boss of Vision, is actually, it's a business too. We try to uh, support other businesses and bring other entities up under us that can potentially help us like, you know, I got people, let's say you make T-shirts. Yeah, we want you to come be a part of BWV because not only you can make our T-shirts, but you can start your own company up under us and, you know, do your thing. I just want to basically, like, a lot of people want to start their own stuff, but they don't know which direction to go. And by me having, you know, a little of that knowledge, I try to spread as much as I can. Yeah, man, I say, I say all the time, man, like, boss is <clears throat> one of those terms that get thrown around real loosely. Like, it's almost like uh, when people throw around goat real loosely, like somebody calling people the goat real loosely. It's like, I say all the time, like, uh, boss, you have to um, know when to be selfish and when to be selfless. Like, you have to have a multitude of attributes to be a boss. Like, you got to be able to have a lot of selflessness in you because a lot of the times you have to know, you know, it's not gonna always be about you. You gotta know you gotta pass the ball sometime. Mm-hmm. And a lot, that, a lot of people don't know how to pass that ball. They they want to keep they want to keep taking all the shots. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like they don't see you know a lot of people don't know the sacrifice they come with this music industry. You know they see they see the feature with the Reds. They see all the videos and they see the pictures and stuff like that in the streams. But I mean I'm type press. I ain't the same. You know put out anything that I go through. They don't know about, they don't know about them times when, they don't know about them times when I had to hide the car from the repo man. And they don't know about them times where I, you know, we got um, um, letters behind on the bills, you know, stuff like that. You know, you know, I still, you know, I still go through regular life too. You know, I still, you know, they don't know about, you know, times getting fired from jobs for no reason, you know, just going through it just because you trying to push something that you believe in. Yeah, absolutely, man. That makes the uh the journey bittersweet when you do get to a certain point when you accomplish your uh goals and you able to look back and have uh self reflection on everything you've been through. You'd be like, man, 
or who would have thought, you know what I'm saying, that I would have made it here to this point when just three years ago I had this in my account or, you know, I ain't know where my next meal was going to come from, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. yeah, it's good that uh, a lot of people can relate to that too because it's authentic. You know, a lot of people don't like to uh, – put in the first forefront they struggles, they only want to show their accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's, that's why it's, it's easy to post that picture when you holding a certificate from the mayor <laughs> or something like that, but ain't nobody going to post when they say, oh, we about to cut your lights off tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. hey, we coming to get that car. You know what I'm saying? Like, you three you three months behind, you owe us five bands where, where you at. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people don't like to broadcast that, but and it's understandable not saying it to each his own, but you know, you have to, you know, you got to be even kill, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, hip hop Mount Rushmore, man, uh, give me, give me your top five hip hop Mount Rushmore. Who are your top five? Top five, okay, man, I gotta give it to Lil Baby, man. <laughs> little baby, <laughs> hey, little baby, been going crazy. I and said, little baby is the new young Jeezy, dog. Think so? I he the new he the new trap rapper, dog. Yeah. Like I, everybody was going crazy about the trapper die early two thousands. Like he the new generation of that. Like man, I'm talking about like little baby just give you a different type of motivation. Like he said, he just dropped all that album. He said, he said, oh. I go to the dealership with checks soon as the car drop. My new crib got slide glass doors, don't got no doorknobs. I'm like, man, hey. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta get, I gotta say, little baby. Uh, I'm gonna say, little baby. Uh, I'm gonna say, Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates, for sure. Um, let's see. Little baby Kevin Gates, uh, money bag, yo. I'm gonna to him. Um, long live Mo3. I gotta put him on there. Yeah, yeah Mo3 was Mo3 hard. Mo3 was hard, man. Um, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. Man, he went straight new school. He ain't throw no OG on there or nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I miss with the, I miss with the older music, but you know, I'm just speaking from. If we were okay, 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 I got to throw Lil Wayne on that end. Yeah, you yeah, got to throw Lil Wayne. Got to put Wayne on, even though Lil Wayne, <laughs> he, he don't find a way to uh, keep himself relevant through different as the music keeps changing. He'll find a way to keep his uh, keep his flow changing. You know what I'm saying? That's a testament to his greatness. You know. Cause a lot of people can't adapt to the new era of music. You know, he was able to do that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I thought you, uh, well, you know, uh, my hip hop mouse Rushmore is kind of a mixture, you know, cause I'm a sucker for the old school, but I like some of the new school too, you know, but damn, I ain't even see my hip hop mouse Rushmore. I got to go Tupac. Oh yeah. Biggie. Uh, Jay-Z. Uh, Lil Wayne. And uh, and I gotta put Drake up there, man. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, oh yeah. My honorary mention though, because he's one of my favorite rappers. An honorary mention, 
you know, my two honorary mentions is Young Jeezy and Lil Baby, because I do love Lil Baby. So, but I like yeah, I that. Too. I love Young Jeezy. I just seen him in a concert recently. I was like, that was like a dream to see him. In yeah. like, I was like, he was one of the first people one of the only celebrities that I seen in person. I was like, damn, bro, that's really damn. Like, like you like you get chills, you know what I'm saying? Like, true. I know the feeling, man. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> hey man, yeah. so, so as far as our closing remarks, man, um, anything else you want to say to the people that you got going on that you want people to know and let people know how to, uh, they can keep up with you on social media, things like that, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. You can um, follow, my, follow me on Instagram at bwv.bigguap. That's uh, actually Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. That's uh, bwv.bigguap. Uh, take Guapo on all streaming platforms YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, Title, anything you could think of. I'm on it. And oh man, I really appreciate you having me on the on the, on the show, man. And um, other thing I would like to say, man, y'all go get that Soul Hill Deluxe. It's coming soon. I'm waiting on the little drop date. Got confused. I actually was gonna drop it today, but they got kind of got confused with the release date and all that. So I'm waiting on everything to go through. But it's coming. It's coming soon. That's what's up, man. Everybody go check out uh Take Guapo on all screaming platforms, real dope artists. Uh, like I say, you know, um we gotta support the people that we can we can touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying there's nothing wrong with supporting the mainstream artists and everybody that don't made it already, but we have to have a balance of supporting the people that we can see every day in our communities and stuff too, because, you know, the we can't help but to hear the, the mainstream music because they got the machine behind them. They got the bag behind them. So you ain't going to have no choice but to hear them. But the people that's putting up their own money, you know, doing opening up for people and, you know, buying features, things like that, you know, support those people too, you know, because you don't want to be that person. You don't walk by five times at Walgreens, then 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 give him no justice. Then then show him no love like that. Man, as soon as he signed that deal, he got that video with Gucci Man. Got that got that first day out video with Gucci Man at ten seventeen chain. Now you want to hit the DM? Be like, man, I used to see you at Walgreens. Be like, nah, nah, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah, I experienced something man. When I did the song with the Reds, man, I ain't gonna lie. A lot of had a lot of fake love. A lot of DMs. People I ain't talked to in years, man. <laughs> man, let me tell you, I had a dude, man, and I ain't got no problems with him and then, you know what I'm saying? But it just caught me for a loop. I interviewed the Reds and Sean. I dropped the video saying that he was dropping on a pod, coming on a podcast. This dude I ain't talked to in three years. Not, we ain't got no problem with nothing like that. But I just ain't heard from him. Like, we wasn't that cool. We was cool, but we wasn't, like, friends. Like, it was just like, hey, if I seen him, I spoke, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Out of nowhere, blowing my phone up, trying to get me to play a song for the Reds of Sean on the interview. And I was telling him, I was like, yo, like, it's wrong place, wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't play, play a song on an interview with him. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you can come on the show and I can play your music and get you some exposure that way. But me 
bringing him on an uh, artist of that caliber and then playing an up and coming artist song that's gonna look corny, you know what I'm saying? And I want, yeah. and he understand that, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I get that for sure, man. <laughs> Trust me, I get, I get that. But yeah, man, I appreciate you uh coming on the show, and uh, you know, anytime you want to come on, man, just uh hit me up anytime, and uh, also uh, you know, I do real. Topics too, you know, about relationships, police brutality, child support, you know, anything you can think about, you can come across in real life, 50-50 relationships, you know, anything, you know what I'm saying? They don't just got to be an interview. We can just crack up conversation with anything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I, I actually got somebody for you. I got, I got, where my home, but he, you know, he be on TikTok sometimes, but he, he, he tapped in, like he, he real, Articulate when it comes to talking about that type of stuff, you know, relationships, you know, stuff like that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure because he actually was talking. He was actually talking about starting his own podcast, but I'm gonna make sure I tell him to tap in with you for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, you know, um, uh, everybody, I appreciate everybody that's uh been supporting the podcast. We're almost at three thousand uh subscribers on YouTube. Yes, sir. Uh, multiple uh thousands on other screaming platforms more 15 different screaming platforms appreciate everybody tapping in on the amazon music spotify apple google podcasts all the other podcast apps i'm on and i'll be on the lookout for uh more dope content everybody go check out the shouty low jr interview the res the shine interview free band tests one shot deals and be on the lookout for the little flip interview that drops on the 26th of this month, day after Christmas at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And I'll be on the lookout. Got uh more dope guests coming. I'll be sliding people DM every day trying to get more people to come. So I'm, I'm getting bigger and bigger by the by the week. I'm just uh trying to just take it step by step. You know, some people be want to tax and some people show love. So you just gotta play that game. So yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, I got some people though. I got some people for sure that got a little following. You know, I, I'm most definitely sending your way. Well, yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, uh, just tell them to hit me on Instagram. You know, I uh, respond to all my DMs on Instagram. So, I got you, man. All right, man. I, mean, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for having me again, man. Uh, no problem, man. Uh, you have a good night, bro. Uh, you too.